Reading is from Psalm 122. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord, according to the statute given to Israel. There stands the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and my friends, I will say peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Thank you, Harriet, very much. Let's come to God's word with a prayer. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So we're looking at Psalm 122 and it begins, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And I'm sure you're like me, you would rejoice if anybody said, let's go anywhere in this lockdown period. It's such a privilege sharing uh, a home with five others, but it's intense and we at times are not on our best behavior. We rub one another up the wrong way and we're just longing to get out, longing to go places, longing to see old friends, make new ones, longing to bust out of this rhythm of life at the moment. But this psalmist joy is specific, particular and very, very intense. He wants to go to the house of the Lord, so to the temple of God and the worship of God in Jerusalem. He wants to go and he's commanded to go. Because this psalm, if you'll notice in your Bibles, it is a song of ascents, a song or a psalm of the going ups. Whether that is the ascents refers to the steps of Jerusalem that worshippers were to ascend, or going up through altitude to Jerusalem, the city built on a hill. We can't be sure, it doesn't so much matter. But this Psalm is one of 15 Psalms, which the, the Israelites were encouraged and commanded to sing as they made their way three times a year to Jerusalem, to the great festivals and celebrations of Israel's God. All the men were commanded to go, the women and children of course would go with them, and the population of Jerusalem was swelled to at those times hundreds of thousands. And so the psalm is a celebration of true community as all these individuals, families, extended families are, are swarming to their capital city, to its temple and to their God to celebrate his goodness and to taste again the joy of being part of God's people. And perhaps never in my lifetime, I'm sure in yours, have there been so many questions about community and security. And in recent days and weeks about justice and integrity in our society. So this psalm, though, as Harriet read it, you may have thought that seems dusty and old and religious and arguably not so relevant. Actually, it's, it's overwhelmingly relevant, challenging, but deeply encouraging and reassuring as it points us to discovering true community in Jesus Christ. 
So let's spend our minutes together in this psalm. And as the psalmist celebrates, well, if you go back to Psalm 120, we won't go there now, but you can see a very clear progression. The pilgrim starts on pilgrim, pilgrimage. He's making his way to Jerusalem and, and he's there. He's at the city. And he's celebrating what it is to be part of that city community. It's almost as if he's got his, his Jerusalem app on his phone and he's talking us through like a, like a tourist guide, all that there is to enjoy in Jerusalem and in Jerusalem's God. So firstly, in verse three, he's celebrating security. Every city needs security, every society and nation needs security. So Jerusalem, he says, verse three, is like a city that is closely compacted together. I think our translators are, are serving us well in the way they've translated that phrase, closely compacted together. And I think the sense of the original language is, is the physical building. It's built strongly. It's built to last. One thing I noticed straight away as a soft southerner, a comer in, as they're always reminding me here in Yorkshire, is just how much stone there is. Everything's built out of gorgeous stone, Yorkshire stone walls everywhere, and it speaks of solidity and permanence. And the inheritance, as some of the, the local farm walls will have been standing and then tumbling and rebuilt, perhaps for centuries. There it is with Jerusalem. The first thing which strikes the psalmist, the first thing which will strike us about God's community in Jesus Christ is security. In this insecure world where we're tempted to be pessimistic about questions of security and safety, the psalmist is seeing in the building of Jerusalem something solid. Jerusalem, by the time of the psalmist, its walls had never been breached. Many had tried, and there are many cliches recorded in the Old Testament history. He was proud of his city and thrilled in the protection which its God gave it. Now, as Christians, we're not called to put our confidence in cities, buildings, institutions, even. But we are commanded to put our supreme confidence in a God who reaches out to us and who offers us through Jesus Christ lasting security. His community is a place of security. But let's dig a bit further and look at the community itself. Now he's seeing the places, verse 4, where the tribes go up the people of God, about the solemn and joyful business of worship, according, praising the name of the Lord according to the statutes given to Israel. They are glad to be there, and those 12 tribes are joining together. I think we hear the word tribes today, and we're, we're a bit turned off, aren't we? That sounds a bit old, a bit ancient. We set our store on being individuals and doing what we think is right, and when we think it's right. Some of the, the sharpest, toughest questions in society at the moment are questions of identity. People insisting loudly 
and sometimes, as we've seen recently, violently on their identities. It's very interesting if you spend any time on social media with our often individualistic quest for identity, we actually want to play that out in groups, in tribes, shared interests and values and worldviews. And that's the deep impulse of the human heart across centuries and cultures and tribes. We're built to belong. One of you can remember the first concert or gig that you went to. I can remember mine. The Damned. Guildford Civic Hall. It's been knocked down since. Guildford Civic Hall. Around 1986, the place was blue with cigarette smoke and my ears were on fire. But the one thing I especially remember is that, that tribal sense of identity. I could be part of these people gathered around this interest. It's intoxicating, it's strong. That's why the festival grounds every summer are our filter capacity and that festivals and gigs are a billion pound industry. People are looking for belonging. We as a Christian church can say, actually, do you know, there is a true and a lasting community where people welcome one another from different backgrounds, ethnicities, life situations. So for me yesterday, I was very privileged to, to drive around our town and its, and its wider area. And I, I met with over 25 people in the church, all at appropriate social distance, no sharing of food or anything like that. And I met with black and white, young and old, those of educational privilege, those of none. Some in work, some not in work, some happy and healthy, some crippled by mental health problems and other life difficulties. But as the New Testament says, all one in Christ Jesus, a community, a new community, whose lives are being knitted together by our confident faith in Jesus Christ. What an opportunity for the church to speak lovingly and winsomely into a fractured, a scared, and an angry society. That there is belonging, home, and community for all who trust in Jesus Christ. So the psalmist just delights in being part of God's community. But the third value he sees as he travels and stands at the gates of Jerusalem is justice. Do you notice that in verse five? Again, his Jerusalem guide app open in his palm, there stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. I think if I were there in Jerusalem, I'm not sure if I'd have noticed that or been excited about that and shared that with my fellow travelers. But let's not have rose-tinted spectacles about the ancient world. It was a brutal and a dangerous place. To live in a rural isolated area was to be very, very vulnerable. Cities were places largely of safety. We might look at it differently today, but that's how he saw it, that's how it was. And there at the heart of the city was a symbol of God's justice. His rule devolved, as it were, to David, his house, his descendants, and the thrones for those who ruled within their tribes. Friends, we worship a God of justice. 
and we should be humbly grateful that we do. This world seems so often out of control. Things happen to us and our families. We see things happening in society which disturb us greatly. It's no small counsel to hold out to others the encouragement that there is coming a day where every injustice will be put right. Every boastful, arrogant tongue will be silenced. Every wicked deed will be brought to justice. That is our confident hope as Christians. But sometimes that hope seems far away and we struggle to keep hold of it. So in our remaining time, just look at this last part of the psalm, please. Three times the psalmist prays for peace, the peace of Jerusalem. Actually, he's praying for peace literally within Jerusalem. I think we might call that peace social cohesion. He knows as we do that peace is hard won, easily lost, and that peace, or call it social cohesion when broken, takes a very long time to recover. He's praying that God will be honored with peace amongst his community. We want to work hard in our church communities to be those of peace. In this time of stress and anxiety, we want to minister the Lord's peace to one another. In our society, with so much rage, we want to be those who model peace. And we want to be those who speak of the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember how the psalmist rejoices in God's justice. He sees the thrones of the house of David. We remember our God as Christians supremely, yes, as a God who one day will be seen by all seated on a throne. But we worship a God who came to quite a different throne, who came to a cross. He wasn't seated on earth in power and glory, but who hung, as it were, between heaven and earth, taking upon himself our injustice and wickedness and dying in our place. And risen today, the saviour of everybody who simply puts their trust in him. A saviour for their sins. He brings us security. Peace with God. He brings us justice because he has taken God's justice and he welcomes us to share in his new community in this life and in the life to come. So please do not lose heart in your God if you're trusting in Jesus Christ today. Reappraise the blessings he's given you, security, peace and grace and go resolved upon his spirit to share those in your church community and to work hard for those values in the society in which he has placed us 
in which he's called us to be salt and light. Amen. May I pray briefly and then I'll hand back. Lord God, we want to know fresh joy at the prospect of gathering with one another, even remotely, in your holy presence. We thank you for such a God who has enriched us in every conceivable way with our confident hope in Christ. And our prayer is that you would take us back to a broken and needy world with renewed conviction, patience, courage, and a deeply sacrificial love for others, knowing how we have been loved through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray in his name. Amen.